0: Hello and welcome to the Morning Sports Briefing on Saturday the 4th of April. Hi, I'm Paul and uh, yeah, welcome to New Zealand Sport Radio. We are going to bring you, uh, to you up date on all of the uh, latest action to start your day the best way. Um, on today's show, we'll be talking about another football league that is kicking off this weekend. Uh, NRL players apparently are set to lose more money uh, if the COB doesn't happen. There'll be an update on the women's tour a cricket tour to Sri Lanka uh, and also there's news from world boxing as well to kick us off I'm going to pass it over to good-looking Stephen uh, who will take us through the uh, football (laughs)
3: oh it's already starting to stick Uh, good morning everyone hope you're doing well uh, today Uh, football news coming your way around the world Let's look at what we've got coming your way. The bickering ends for now in the A-League. The UPL try yet again to make a decision over wages. We've got a full round of matches starting in Belarus. But first, even more football that you might not have known about. We love the positive, so let's kick off with that. Yes, it is the Tajikistan Higher League, otherwise known as the Tajik League. This is what you got to get into. It kicks off this weekend, making it the second league in the world to be scheduled to run. And you can guarantee it's going to have the biggest following in its history as football fans around the globe chase any sort of action they can find. The Super Cup will be played today at about 5pm local time, and it will be between last year's National Cup and League Champions. Let's get this pronunciation. Estoklo and the silver medalists from the league, Kujand. There we go. 100% nailed those pronunciations. Um, the Super League, uh, the Super Cup, and uh, the opening round of the championship, which will feature three matches on Sunday and two on Wednesday. Bizarre scheduling there. They'll both be held behind closed doors without fans in order to protect the public health. But you can still watch it, and you still get your football fix on, and make your life just that little bit better when you're sitting at home. Speaking of plenty of football to watch, a juicy full round of matches will also be taking place in the Belarusian. Premier League this weekend so make sure you've picked your team before it gets underway the round will consist of two matches on Saturday four on Sunday and then the remaining two games will be on Monday now here's where the action really gets good the round kicks off Stephen your team is in action your last place Gordea is on the road to second last place Belshina. Now, the only difference between these two sides is uh, that Belshina have actually scored a goal. So, sorry about that, Stephen. You're not teams not too good at all. They're both on zero points. They're both winless. And if you want a spectacle, maybe you should give this one a miss. Following that, it's my fourth place unbeaten FC Torpedo, who are looking to rocket their way up the table. Three wins in a row is what they're looking for. And they kick off uh, the season when they hit the road and take on the winless Dynamo Minsk who are down in 13th, so it's looking pretty good for the Torpedo. On Sunday, Ashwin's 5th place, Dono Bresk, will take on the chair of the home fans when they host 10th place, Savia. Just one point separates two sides, so it should be an interesting match up there. And then finally, Paul's team, the 6th place Slutsk, are on the road also, and they're travelling to face 3rd place and unbeaten, Ishlok on Monday. Uh, So Minsk are the team that are currently occupying first place in the league due to their superior goal record, but we'll have full results coming your way as they happen over the weekend. That's 14 matches of football for you all, 14 games when we're in lockdown, so you've got no excuse to be bored at all. Moving into more not-so-exciting stuff of football, it's EPL clubs have had their third emergency meeting over three weeks this week, or this Friday. Could it be... Have they made a decision? Well, it took nearly four hours, but they almost did it, just about. They will consult their players tomorrow in another meeting over a 30% wage cut. Um, they'll also donate £20 million, twenty million million, it'll be, to the NHS, and uh, they've still not given up on the season, but they admit it's not going to start at the beginning of May, and it'll only be when it's safe to do so whenever that will be, but they're not going to let it die just yet. Most clubs are still continuing to do the decision-making themselves prior to this announcement, Um, and overnight before the meeting they had. uh, Brighton was the latest club to make their call. Manager Graham Potter, as well as the club's chief executive and the technical director, have all taken pay cuts for the next three months. Finally, back in the A-League, oh, this was a bit pathetic, wasn't it? The war of words and the empty threats between the A-League clubs and the PFA have come swiftly to an end, finally, with both sides claiming victory over the other, which is mad as it is, which says a lot about how this whole situation went down. The agreement means that the PFA will not take legal steps over unpaid players, um, and that's a point to the clubs, yes, fair on them. And then they'll commence meetings, the clubs, next week, uh, to find a common ground between the players, the PFA, and pay issues so that's a point to the PFA. So both parties got exactly what they wanted. Who are the real winners here? Well, simply it's the players. And anyone following the storyline who still has hair left, I've got a little bit, um, over these two parties arguing like spoiled children in the media. So come on, team, let's get it back in there. Let's talk to each other and sort it out properly. The A-League of South, of course, currently is on pause until April the 22nd, another meeting, and that's when they'll determine their next step, and that is your football headlines. For today.
0: April the 4th, we're cracking through. Thank you very much, Stephen. Uh, good looking Steve, sorry. And um, one thing we just thought I'd point out, I don't know if you noticed, but the TAB were taking bets on the Belarusian um, Premier League reserve games. Not just the top games, but also the, the, the reserve oh. games as well. So um, please, if you are going to gamble, do gamble responsibly uh, and uh, don't gamble with anything that you can't afford to lose. Um, but yes, the, they've the TAB, not only were doing the Belarusian Reserve League yesterday, but they were also doing the table tennis uh, from China as well. So yes, lots of action on the TAB. Moving on to um, the cricket action. I'll hand you over to John for our cricket update.
1: Yeah, good morning, good-looking Steve and Steve and Paul. <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> uh, in, this, in these difficult times, we've had another tour that's been called off as you would expect. So uh, David White, New Zealand Cricket's chief executive, said that the ladies' tour of uh, Sri Lanka, scheduled for later this month, has been called off. At the same time, the epic tour of the Northern Hemisphere that was being ta- undertaken by the Black Caps, that's the tour of Ireland, Scotland, Netherlands, and the West Indies in June and July. Of course, that's what you would do if you're going to go to Ireland, you go to Netherlands and the West Indies. Uh, I don't know why. Not England. But anyway, there we go. So that appears most unlikely. I don't uh, think we've heard a, a lesser uh, understatement since Mrs. Lincoln said the play was disappointing. Ooh. So, guys, uh, I'm going to head back to you. But before I do, good-looking Steve, did you say Kazakhstan and the team was Kajant? No, something wrong. Points. Well, I really do believe this is a this is a league to to avoid simply because every time you say the name of the Kazakhstan you might be say you might be spreading COVID nineteen. But also it's, you wanna be very careful when you say the name of Kajant. It's uh, a T, not a T. So technically it'll be Kujand. Kujan, is but it? It's still oh.
3: spitting everywhere.
1: Yes. Okay. It's well a... I'm glad it's not Kajant because really That could really go badly wrong. Back to you, Paul.
0: Thank you very much, John. And I'm going to hand you over to Steve, who is going to take us through um, today's birthdays.
4: Oh, thank you, guys, and uh, good morning to everybody. Today we'll highlight Roger Gould, 62 today, the former Wallaby fullback who was kept 25 times between 1980 and 1987. He was a very big part of that wallaby resurgence during the uh, late 70s and of course into the 80s born today 4th of april 1957 we head across to the other code kevin Locke, former new zealand warrior 30 years old today played 88 games for the warriors six for the new zealand maoris and he turned out eight on eight occasions for the New Zealand Kiwis, born this day, 4th of April, 1989, in Auckland. And we've left one of our ladies for last, Andrea Hewitt, is a New Zealand triathlete who was placed third at the 2009 ITU World Championships and competed at the 2008 Summer Olympics, 2012, and 2016 Olympics. 37 years old today, she was born on this day, 4th of April, 1982.
0: Happy birthday to uh, all of them. <coughs> Moving on to um, rugby news. Uh, Colin Mansgrave, the Crusaders CEO, um, has uh, w- gave an interview yesterday where he uh, mentioned that be- that maybe size wasn't such a, g- a good thing coming into this. He said that the Highlanders are a bit smaller than us. Um, and so hence the 20-30% uh, uh, pay cut for them. Is, uh, wouldn't be enough for the Crusaders. The Crusaders might have to go as far as um, 40%, and that uh, redundancies are on potentially on the table. His main concern was what effect this what, what effect this might have um, over a number of years for the Crusaders, uh, because he says, look, we've got a lot of very good people here doing some very good work. We wouldn't want to do permanent damage to the uh, to, to the franchise. So hopefully that's where um, they won't they'll be able to avoid that. The other big news of the day was that a Fox newspaper reported that a Fox employee might be replacing Raylene Castle uh, at uh, as the CEO of Australian Rugby. Uh, the various Fox outlets have been very critical of uh, Raylene Castle and her uh, tenure as the head of uh, Australian Rugby. Fox are obviously the team, the, one of the TV stations that is trying to get the rugby, the rights to live um, rugby. For as little as possible, so you can see what why there might be a conflict of interest in some of those reports. Raylene Castle clearly um, there, there has got some problems at the moment with uh, discussions not going well with the uh, the players' association. Um, but uh, be careful, folks, as to some of the reports you see online because you never know where there might be conflicts of interest between those. Uh, the Fox employee, by the way, uh, yes, I should <laughs> I should mention who it was, uh, was is, is Phil Kearns. Now, Phil Kearns was the person who was, standard, who was applied against Raylene for the role in the first place and he got turned down. Um, so, uh, yeah, Phil Kearns, the two-time Rugby World Cup uh, winning player uh, for the Wallabies um, and also commentator for Fox Sports. So we'll see how that one pans out. But as I say, be careful what, uh, the, how you read the news over in Australia um, currently with those. Now, unlike yesterday, where I totally forgot, um, we need to have some league news, don't we, Steve? Um, please <laughs> take us through what's been going on in the NRL.
4: Oh, boy, the ongoing saga of the NRL. How many seasons did we have for Game of Thrones? Um, I think this pain negotiation story is set to go even longer. Now, the NRL will forego five months' worth of pay if the competition doesn't restart in 2020 as the game grapples with how to deal with coronavirus. The NRL and Rugby League Players Association finally reached a deal on Thursday night, meaning players will take a normal cut of around 71% for the rest of the season. Under the deal, they will receive a combined $24.6 to last until the end of the normal contract in November, with just over three-quarters of it coming from club games. But you need to be playing, don't you, lads? The rest will come from liquidation of injury hardship fund, while the players will also have early access to retirement account if they hit financial troubles. Of course, Todd Greenberg will also face the same cuts under these agreements. As he said, this is a difficult time for our game and the wider community and the challenges we face are immense and unprecedented and interesting. The players understand the severity of the circumstances and we face and have demonstrated their willingness to work with us and to secure the best possible outcome to protect the long-term future of the game. He must have been sitting in a box when he heard Joey Le lewis comments having a crack at him earlier in the week. I must have missed that one, guys. I know it hasn't been easy, and I thank the RLPA and the playing group for their maturity. Seriously, professionalism, diligence in helping us reach this solution. The cuts will cut across the board with the players opting against a tiered system that would have seen percentages changed based on the players' income. However, the players' union will investigate whether those players can receive government support given they will go into the pay from June. As part of the deal, the NRL will also resource the wellbeing and education space at each club to ensure player Players have the support required. Very, very interesting times in uh, the NRL and their pay negotiations. Now, just to our second story, which is quite a, a an interest, an interesting story, guys, because um, I just thought for a moment, I just thought for a moment there that the NRL might be joining up with NASA, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, in this story, because the NRL chief executive, Ton. Todd Greenberg has declared there are no bad ideas as Project Apollo explores every radical plan possible to get Rugby League the season up and running. I think that means launched, guys. Fresh from negotiating a new payment plan with the Rugby League Players Association this week, the NRL executives are now diving into revolutionary concepts to be ready for the start of the season. In a mission likened to putting a man on the moon, the Games Innovation Committee has been asked with generating seemingly impossible ideas as a reality television show, housing players in a bubble, and the NRL Island. Perhaps they can find an antidote for coronavirus while they're doing that as well, guys. That's the lead news for this morning.
0: Thank you very much, Steve. Um, moving into the uh, general sports news, we have a correction from yesterday. So yeah, corrections corner, um, thank you very much for, the, uh, for pointing this out, um, Tom Rowland on Twitter, that uh, when I was talking about the NASCAR eSports uh, audience of 900,000 people, that it was actually the largest audience in U.S. history. Um, that uh, pales into insignificance compared to the um, League of Legends World Championship final in 2019 that got an audience of 3.95 million. Um, but that has a large Chinese and Korean um, based audience, so um, yeah. Corrections corner. Thank you very much for pointing that out, Tom. Uh, that, uh, that, that that error that we mentioned uh, that I mentioned yesterday. Moving on. Um, Anthony Joshua's world title defence against um, uh, Pulev has been postponed. Um, it was due to take place on the twentieth of June, uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London. Um, a new date is being worked on. As well as it's no surprise that that has been delayed. NBL will endeavour. To make sure that they have a season this season, even if it goes uh, runs into December. Um, Nelson said that, uh, while 2020 is important to us, equally we started working on 2021 and beyond. Planning for change is vital. And it is good to hear uh, leagues that, that are starting to think about what their future holds, not just what this year is, uh, and not not just firefighting at the moment. So good good news from the NBL there. Very quickly, folks, we have got some breaking news in the cricket. So I'm going to hand you back to John for that update.
1: Yeah, yesterday we spoke about the South African team had completed their isolation after returning from India. Uh, That did take place yesterday, but we've got uh, some breaking news. Uh, Graham Pollock was approached for comments about their two-week isolation. And his words were, ha, try 30 years. Now, Paul... Back to you and remember
0: the league. We will, yes, we will remember the league. We will not be dropping it again. Um, Thank you, everybody, for watching. Don't forget, we'll be here at 8 a.m., seven days a week, to uh, bring you up to date with um, all the latest sports news to start your day in the best way here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We are working on putting together a, a cricket chat show Um, and also looking at putting together a quiz show as well for next week. So look out for those um, in, in uh, in your feed. And finally, the reason I'm all shaggy is my ISO beard. Don't forget to support local businesses.